Do you know what I like about cats? What do you like about cats? I like their tails. They are very fluffy. Yes. So, Adam, um, today I want to talk about the five senses that cats have, just like we have five senses. Um, oh, let me see if I can remember the five senses first. Yeah, go for it. So we've got taste, mm-hmm. we've got touch, we've got smell, we've got hearing, and oh, I can never remember all five of them. It's like and it's the, like you know it, yeah. but you just can't recall it. You know this. Taste, touch, smell, sight. Sight, there you go. If you didn't remember sight, that's like the best one. You can't read without <laughs> sight. Um <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, without hearing, you couldn't listen to this podcast. This is true. This is true. And without, um, we just need them all. Anyway, so cats have these the same five senses that we have. And um, as you probably know, they experience them in different degrees than we do. Yeah. I mean, cats have much bigger ears than us, and they've got a lot more fur that hopefully they, they feel through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, Fur, I guess we we could either think fur would help them feel things, or we could think fur would kind of dull their touch, and we're going to get into which one that actually is. But first I want to talk about their hearing. So you know how when we get home from wherever we are, if one of us is already home, we witness this happening. Yeah. The car drives up, and our cats know it's our car. Well, we won't. First of all, if I'm, like, watching TV and you're, and you're getting home with your car... I will know that you're home because the cat goes to the door. Exactly. The cat can hear and identify our cars versus our neighbor's cars. So it's because cats have amazing hearing. Cats can hear sounds even dogs can't hear. Um, Cats can hear up to 100,000 hertz, which compared to dogs is 40,000. So what's a hertz? Okay. So hertz. hertz. Sound is measured in in, um, vibrations. Okay. And so these these are called called frequency, and a unit of this frequency is measured in hertz. Oh, okay. Okay. So so whereas so the higher the number, the better the hearing. Well, the more vibrations you can hear. Okay. Okay. So yeah, so cats can hear a hundred thousand, dogs can hear forty thousand, up to forty thousand, and humans can hear up to twenty thousand hertz. So that's probably, I mean, when you're watching TV, you're paying attention to the TV, but you also aren't going to hear my car, whereas the cats are more able to do so. They also might run to the door due to sight. If they're looking out the window, they can see me, even if it's pretty dark outside. And they do love to look out the window. It is one of my favorite things in the world to come home from work and look in the window and see a little cat face looking at me. It is so cute. It brightens my day. Um, cats have really great sight. So, for example, like I said, if say I get home, say it's winter and I get home from work at like five and it's already dark outside. Yeah. So they can see me because they have something called tapetum lucidum. And if I'm saying that wrong, please let me know, listeners. Yep. Anyway, um, so tapetum lucidum is a small mirror-like cell or a group of cells behind the retina, which reflects light and by doing so aids in night vision. So do we have this? We do not have this. Okay. This is a part of the eye that cats have that we do not have. Cats also have a third eyelid, which we do not have. 
Do you remember when we um, brought Seamus, we moved from North Carolina up to Maryland. That was we a gave hellish him, trip. Yes. So the vet gave us medicine to give him that would make him sleep through the trip. But little Seamus is determined if he doesn't want to sleep, he's not going to sleep. No. So he forced himself to stay awake. But the medicine made it so his third eyelid was still forced shut pretty much because he was so sleepy. He couldn't keep it up. He couldn't he keep, couldn't it, keep open. it up. Keep it open. So it was, I was terrified because I didn't know at the time the cats had this third eyelid. And I just looked at my cat and said, oh my God, my cat's eyes are turning white. Like, <laughs> what is this? So I pulled over on the side of the highway and called the vet and they were like, oh no, it's his third eyelid. Cats have that. He's not reacting well to the medicine, but he should be fine. So, and he was until he overheated, and that's a story for another day. Yeah. But um, he's fine. It's been years now. He's survived, and he's not quite as terrified of cars after being in one for so long. But anyway, back to things that, um, I, parts of the eye. So I've already listed the two that cats have that we do not have, which is that tatum, ta- tatum lucidum and the um, third eyelid. So we have some things in common with cats, with our eyes. We have... The retina, which is a mass of light-sensitive cells that send images to the brain. We also have the lens, which is behind the iris and focuses light on the retina. We have the iris, which is the colored part of the eye, and cats have that as well. Now, cats, did you know that if you see a cat that has blue eyes or one eye one color and one eye the other color, they're very likely to be deaf. That is so strange. Yeah, so it's a genetic thing that wow. it's the eye color. It's not they're not deaf because of the eye color. It's just the same genes that do it that run mm-hmm. both the eyes, the eye color, and the and the, the hearing exactly. Um, and then there is the cornea, which is the clear part of the eye. Um, cats have a blind spot just like humans. Oh yeah. So if you put your hand out a certain distance from your face, you can't see in the middle and your brain is actually making up what it thinks will be there so humans our blind spot is roughly the size of a fist so how big are is a cat's blind spot size of a paw no it's not really (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't know the exact size but i know that it's about four to five inches in front of their face okay um so we can do experiments and find out or if a listener knows that then let us know. Well, one one quick experiment would be to simply wave a cat toy. Exactly. Only that, only four to five fu- inches. Four to five inches in yep. front of their face. And just keep changing the size of the toy. Start with a real little ball and get the bigger one and then get like the kickeroo, uh, <laughs> whatever you get. And so um, that is their blind spot. They also, they can see in a panoramic view by dilating their pupils. And, like humans, cats have both binocular vision and peripheral vision. Cats' binocular vision is only slightly better than ours, coming in at 130 degrees. So, binocular vision, that's, that's, is that when just what we see straight on? That's straight on, yep. Oh, okay. Yes. And then, um, the peripheral vision is, you know, to the sides. Oh, okay. And the peripheral vision, a cat can see 283 degrees, and a human can only see 210 degrees. Okay. Okay. So, Adam, what colors do you think a cat can see? Any? Is it just black, white, gray? Is it pink, purple, teal, aqua, orange? What colors? Well, I would guess they see a couple of colors. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe blue and maybe yellow, like the primaries. Okay. But they they can't see, maybe they can't see real 
gradations of colors. Okay. So you're partially right. So in addition to the blacks and whites and grays, cats can see purple, blue, green, and yellow. Okay. But they. what about red? Nope. Well, they cannot see red. That's nope. pretty cool. Just purple, blue, green, and yellow. Um, so, so when we talked about the um, the blind spot and waving toys in front of their face, they can smell better than us. So oh. with toys or food, if the toy has a scent like catnip, they can smell it if they can't see it. Oh, yeah. Um, or if you're Mr. Samuel Cat that we love and adore then you can smell salt and your nose will guide you in the direction of where that salt is. Or really any of our food. Really we any food. He tends to love to try and eat our food. Yes, we try very hard to keep our food away from him because human food is not for cats. It's not healthy. But our cat really will go out of his way. We discovered that when... Who would think a cat would want an olive? Who? We left our olives unsupervised on the table one day. For like three minutes. Three minutes maybe. Walked into the kitchen, came back out, and the cat had eaten the olives. Who would have guessed? Like, who would think, oh, this cat is going to eat the olives? He loved them. We've thrown away, like, things that have olive juice in it, and he has knocked over the trash can trying to get to it. So we found out after a little while, it's not necessarily the olive. It's the salt in the yes. in the broth. Because he does the same thing if we have tortilla chips, we have to be really careful to keep those away from him. We have to do the same thing with just plain table salt. Um, he just, if it's salt, he loves it. Now, the weird thing is that cats don't have great taste for salt huh. or sweet. Um, but I was about to talk about smell, so let me get back to smell. Okay. So, cats have approximately 200 million odor-sensitive cells in their nostrils. Humans only have 5 million, so that's a lot more the cats yeah. have. Um, so they can smell almost 40 times as much as us. Yeah, yes. Cats, um, they and they use their smell not just to figure out what to eat, or if their humans are home, or <laughs> if there's a toy in front of their face. They use it to figure out what the territory is. So is it my territory, or is it another cat's territory? Ah. Because they have pheromones that they will let out through their head and their paws. And as you know, some cats love to have their scent glands scratched. Yes, they yeah. love it. Samuel loves it. Um, Seamus can take it or leave it. Some cats I've heard it's almost too sensitive to mm -hmm. scratch that area. They yes. Don't, they don't like to have their scent glands scratched. Now, with the pheromones, there's something called the Jacobson's organ, which is in the roof of the cat's mouth and is used to smell or sense pheromones from the scent glands of other cats as well as their own if they've marked something which is why sometimes if a cat's playing um or walking around a new area you see it with its mouth slightly open it's so that those scents can hit their jacobson gland oh cool yeah very cool um so we started getting into taste and i said how cats can't taste salt or sweetie food sweetie foods salty or sweet foods yeah um so that's typically what they say but i have seen when i was doing my research people saying their cat also seems to like salty food like Sam does. So maybe it's typically they don't or they don't taste it well. But just like humans, you know, animal uh, cats can have different tastes, different levels of, of sensitivity. Exactly. So it, it may be just uh, the average doesn't really have, the average cat doesn't have these, but some 
do. Exactly, because cats only have 473 to 475 taste buds. Humans have 9,000. So those taste buds, it's, it's, you know, they may or may not have enough to taste the salty and sweet, but maybe some cats have a little bit more because there is a range. Yeah. Um, also, with cat tongues, there's something called the, um, the papillae or the papilla. I'm going to go with papilla. Okay. And again, if anybody uh, knows the correct pronunciation of these medical terms, go ahead and let us know. Mm-hmm. So these are downward facing hooks, and it's what makes the cat's tongue sandpapery. Oh, okay. Okay, so the purpose of these is to help clean meat off bones of their prey, and it also helps them clean themselves better. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. It's able to grab the fur better. It's able to grab the fur better, and um, having less taste buds makes it a little bit less unpleasant. I would imagine. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a cat. I don't lick cats. So, all right. So cats have uh, whiskers, as you know. Yeah. These whiskers are not only on their face, though. They also have whiskers on the backs of their front legs. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Yes. So these whiskers help them navigate small spaces. So they use the touch of their whiskers to sense if it's going to be a too small or narrow of a spot for them to walk through. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. They also, um, with their fur, can detect even the lightest of touches through special nerve endings. So when you touch a cat very lightly and its back kind of spasms or does like a wave action. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, they do feel it, obviously. That wave action, do you know what that's for? Well, I know it's called a spasm, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure what it's for. So, it kind of helps with static electricity. Oh, okay. In a way, it helps diffuse it. Um, because if you pet a cat, just like you rub your feet on a carpet, you can create some static charge, I guess. Yes. But if you touch them very lightly, it also is probably just, just like if you sometimes, like, will come over and touch someone very lightly. It kind of tickles. So, cats are really good at all of the senses, except for one. So, which one are we superior at? So, I think we've only got taste left. Yes. Right? So, yeah, we already talked about taste. Oh. Yeah, and they're superior with taste. We talked about how they have 473 to 475 taste buds, and we have 9,000. So, that's the only thing that we're superior as far as senses go. So, we've done hearing with the, the we, they can hear 100,000 hertz. Smell, they have 200 million odor-sensitive cells in their nostrils, and they have something called a Jacobson's organ. Touch, we discussed their whiskers, so we don't know if their touch is superior to ours or not. Um, taste, which we just reviewed, and then sight, that they, um, they can see at a greater degree angle, and they also have better night vision. However, we do have a better range of color vision. That's five senses. I see you counting next to me. So we've got hearing, smell, touch, taste, and sight. So I, I can really figure out the senses. <laughs> there there are there silly. are things that say that there are six senses and um the cats oh, are more oh, like that was just unmoving. No, no, no. There is another sixth sense other than that. But then speaking of that, people do say the cats can see ghosts or whatnot. We don't, oh. there's no evidence that I know of. Oh petunias. Oh petunias, that's right. <laughs> All right. So this week, we also have a special segment uh, highlighting a cat of the week. This is not our meow of the week. That's no, this is a cat in the spotlight. So this is a cat in the spotlight. Yes. And this cat in the spotlight 
her name is Isa. Yes. Spelled E-I-S-A. That's correct. So why don't you tell us about Isa? So Isa is um, the cat of one of our listeners, Angela. So thank you, Angela, for giving us the story. Um, so Angela says that Isa is a Buddha cat. Um, she said that that if Isa sees a spider or a cricket or anything like that, Isa will not hunt it and kill it. She sees it. She looks at it. And she will even help this get this um, insect get to safety rather than kill it. So recently there was a spider, and Angela is apparently absolutely horrified of all sorts of spiders. Some arachnophobia going on. Yes. But um, she still does not like killing things if she doesn't have to. Even spiders, anything. So she went to go get something to take it outside. By the time she got back, the spider was behind the TV stand, and Isa was guarding it, not to hunt it, but to keep it safe, because Isa has no way of knowing what Angela's going to do with it. Um, this is not the first time that Angela said this has happened. Apparently, Isa does this quite frequently, um, which is kind of similar, if you think about it, to how Seamus didn't try and get that mouse that we talked about in the previous in the first episode that we had. Yeah, I guess... So, uh, I guess he's some... a Buddha cat, too. Maybe our cats are just humanitarians. There we go. Or, this would be kind of a misnomer to call them humanitarians. They are kind, loving, kind gentle creatures. creatures. Um, so I thought that was a really great story. Thank you once again, Angela, for sharing that with us. And um, give Isa a special pat on the head from us. Because good job to her for being so kind and caring to other creatures. Um, now, Adam, why don't you go ahead and tell me about the Meow of the Week? So this week's Meow of the Week is uh, brought to us by the Hallmark Channel. It's at the same time that we have the Rio Summer Olympics going on on NBC. We've also got the Kitten Summer Olympics, the Kitten Summer Games. Now, we've got all the same... Uh, all the same events. We've got uh, track and field, volleyball. Gymnastics. Gymnastics is my favorite. Do um, they have that? Of course we have gymnastics. I love gymnastics. It is so cute to watch little kitties try and do the pole vault. It is the cutest thing. Where are these cats that are in it from? Are they people's cats or are they up for adoption? They are all up for adoption. Every mm -hmm. single cat. And here's the thing. If you want one of the cats, you got to go onto the, the, the website. Um... I will list it in the show notes, and you gotta pick the cats by their um, spoof names on previous Olympians. Oh, one of my favorite is John Mcnamiel, off of John Mcnamare, one of the uh, famous tennis players. That's great. Um, we've also got volleyball, which is pretty. I mean, they don't really play volleyball. It's just kind of they have a net and they play with the cats play with some balls. But it's, it's pretty fun. Which is a favorite toy of all cats, I think. Uh, but one of the, my favorite to watch was the track and field events. Mm -hmm. Because you get to see the kitties zoom around the tracks. So how do they get them to run in a circle? Do they have like a toy that goes in front of them? Or do they just, they're just so energetic because they're kitties. Oh, they do. They're little babies. They just want to run. A little bit of both. Okay. And one of the, the, the favorites to win the, uh, the 40 cat dash. Oh, is um, Hissing Bolt, which is 
I, a spoof on Usain, uh, Usain Bolt. Okay. So Kissing Bolt. Is there... So, are you gonna, um, give us a way to see, like, is there a video we can watch, or... So, in the show notes, I'm gonna list a couple of websites you can go check this out on. And, of course, you can always go on to, um... I think I said it was Lifetime Channel? No, no Hallmark. Hallmark Channel. And, uh, take... Oh, the Hallmark Channel also is the same channel that brings you the Puppy Bowl during the Super Bowl. And I think they did a Kitten Bowl uh, last year, too. That's awesome. You know, we should, um, too bad he's not a kitten and he's not, well, I'm glad he's not up for adoption. But Samuel would do great on the balance beam for gymnastics because he likes to walk on the um, railing for the balcony. He would. Not the balcony, the, the stair railing. Yeah, that would be super cute to watch. It would. So that is our Meow of the Week. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. So I want to thank our listeners for um, coming back to our podcast. We're we're getting a small but loyal following, and hopefully we're going to expand that out because now we are on several different platforms. You can catch our podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, and if you have a particular um, podcast player of your preference that we have not listed just shoot us an email or twitter or tweet at us and we will see if we can get our podcast on that platform you can reach us by email at meowcastpodcast at gmail.com you can also tweet at us at meowcastpodcast if you have a cat story you'd like to share with us please let us know uh we like we shared this week we'd love to share your story and of course you can visit us at our website at www.meowcastpodcast.com. Thanks to Crossworlds for the intro and outro songs. Thank you again to Angela for the great story about Isa. And remember, have a perfect, perfect week. week.